0: Hey guys, my name is Major, this is Darshan, and today we're going to be talking about Amazonification. It's going to be an update of our previous podcast on Amazon.
1: This is really hard to say, Major. Amazonification. <laughs> That's <it's> a fun <laughs> word. Be
0: a neat shirt. Really, really small text. Amazonification. You're listening to the Gavel and Pestle Podcast with Darshan Kulkarni. Amel Podcast, where the law of the land
1: intersects the business of pharmacy. Hey, this is Darshan. Just before uh, you listen to the podcast, make sure you remember, this is not legal advice. This is also not medical advice, and um, it's not construction advice, so don't take construction advice from me. Also, this does not create an attorney-client relationship, so don't be saying that I just gave you legal advice again. Talk to a lawyer who knows you, that can give you advice that's right for you. Thanks again. Keep listening. We'll talk soon. It is the Amazonification, yes.
0: So, Darshan, last time we talked about Amazon, it was quite a while ago. You had predicted that Amazon
1: would disrupt. Did they make any moves to disrupt the pharmaceutical industry? The biggest impact that Amazon has had to disrupt pharmacy was to say that they're entering the pharmacy world. Funnily enough, after making that announcement, there have not been as many moves as you would think or expect. Now, did people has,
0: did people react to the Amazon news, or did they react to what Amazon did?
1: So, I think almost everyone in the industry reacted to the Amazon news. So, Amazon, as you may remember, and and I'm sure Major will put a link for us um, in in our newsletters and stuff like that. But um, I and I know Todd will put that in the pharmacy podcast as well. But um, when we came out, one of the big questions that everyone was dealing with: Well, is Amazon going to get into selling drugs directly from the pharmaceutical company to the patient? In which case, it would flatten what's known as the PBMs. It would it would flatten and get rid of uh, the pharmacies themselves. Or would it actually go the other way, and would it just deliver straight from the pharmacy? Sorry, from the pharmaceutical company to the pharmacy. Leaving the the relationship between the pharmacist and the uh, and the patient the same. It's been a year since that um, discussion was raised, and we still don't have an answer to that question. We don't know whether Amazon wants to get in to get in the middle of the patient pharmacy pharmacist relationship. What has Amazon done since since they they announced their plans? So. So, since they announced that plan, it's sort of been an up-and-down scenario for Amazon. They first said that they're going to get into the pharmacy business. They were up to about 30 people in January of 2018. Um, They said then that they were going to get really not as much into pharmacy, as much as into medical devices and supplies. But then, at the same time, uh, right around that time... Uh, they came out and canceled their pharma license in in Maine, which really confused everyone. So so we know that something's happening. We know that Amazon's interested. There have been a lot of discussions about <clears throat> about is Amazon really capable of doing this? because Amazon has been fighting its own battles around um, managing it and it's the security and integrity of its supply chain. Mm -hmm. So if Amazon cannot guarantee that the products are what they claim they are, they may not need to be in the supply chain. And and that becomes a huge problem for Amazon, which has done a really good job having a distribution channel, but not as great a job having an acquisition channel. So they've not done a good job so far about validating who's doing the selling. Uh, you, you see that <clears throat> you see that in the context of Amazon having problems with knockoff sunglasses, with having knockoff bags, and that might be okay in some ways. but you can't have that problem when you're dealing with drugs. You can't have a knockoff cancer drug. That becomes a huge problem. So those are going to be some of the things that you deal with. Um, when you compare Amazon, for example, to the um, world of fashion, it's really interesting, how things play out. Because Amazon was supposed to go in and completely destroy um, the, the fashion industry. What they found is that the malls are disappearing, but either your really low-end stores or your really high-end stores are surviving. And that's because the really low-end stores, in the case of, um, of, uh, of fashion, what they're really looking for is I need this item right now. I don't have time to wait for Amazon to deliver things to me. Um, On the other hand, for the really high-end stores, I need to know the product is genuine, and I need to know that this Louis Vuitton bag that I spent $2,500 for is exactly what what I'm promised it will be. That's why those stores are not shutting down. If anything, they're blossoming. In the same way, in the Amazon world, you can't risk that this drug may not do what it's promised to do. You can't risk that it's a knockoff from a country that tolerates those knockoffs. And that's why those drugs... um, That's why Amazon has not made as much of an impact because they're still having to figure out how do you handle a cold supply chain? Because a lot of these drugs need to be maintained at certain temperatures. Mm -hmm. And Amazon's really never had to go down that path. So... So that's going to be a really interesting transition for Amazon, and they haven't gotten there. However, that's not to say that Amazon itself has not had an impact. Like you and I uh, have previously discussed, Major, um, Amazon's already talking about things like telemedicine. And uh, they hired the ex-FDA uh, chief informatics officer, uh, this guy, uh, Taha koss uh, And he was a physician, I believe. Um, and and Taha was is helping Amazon with uh, their their healthcare program, but that's coming out in the context of things like um, telemedicine, and they're uh, impacting things like Alexa. So imagine the future of pharmacy when Alexa can talk to you about your drugs. Um, Amazon's also going in and and dealing with uh, with medical devices, and we spoke about that. You don't have as much of an issue. With uh cold cold temperature management, which is why uh, that becomes a lot easier for them to get into, and then uh, they've been getting into just healthcare in general, uh, where they hired Martin Levine, uh, who's a geriatrician, uh, who has a primary care model that that he's sort of overseen before, and in light of those those three topics, it's really interesting that they tied hands with J.P. Morgan. They t- uh they they uh they, they tied hands with Berkshire Hathaway and together they basically said, we handle uh, hundreds of billions of dollars, almost a trillion dollars, over a trillion dollars uh, of assets. Uh, and if that's true and we're worth over a trillion dollars, um, if that's true, we need to do better for for people and that's why they may be getting into flattening the industry.
0: When you say and, tie hands with J.P. Morgan and, and Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. what do you what do you means tie hand? What do you mean by tie
1: hands? So we don't actually have too many details about that yet. They just came out and said that they want to do something together, um, and they haven't really discussed what that looks like. The closest thing we had was in April. Uh, he said that uh, we, we had Jamie Dimon come, uh, come out. Jamie Dimon heads out uh, heads J.P. Morgan. And he came out and said that they're going to look at the high high costs of end of life care, and determine uh, why costly and specialized medicine and pharmaceuticals are frequently over and underutilized. Uh, they're going to be looking at telemedicine options, better customer engagement, and and a lot more. The point being, it's still general. They to be looking at wellness programs. Those are almost perfunctory. To uh to straight-up healthcare costs. That's not to say that they won't have an impact. They may have uh, a huge impact on preventative stuff. But, um, but the actual healthcare costs are not something that they have identified how they're going to get into. But, but they're getting there. Okay. Um, they already handle so many of their own employees. Um, I, I believe, if I, if I remember correctly, I read somewhere that J.P. Morgan actually is self-insured. Which means they do the own acquisition, they take on the, their own risk, uh, and they and they administer the programs. What that does allow for is that th- that allows them to experiment and figure out what works before putting it out. And that could be very very interesting. Imagine a model where you don't have a PBM uh, because you directly deal with the farms pharma- with the farm company. Imagine a model where you don't have an insurance provider because you directly deal with the pharmacy uh, and, and the pharmaceutical company. That, get ri- that gets rid of several companies that are in the middle and therefore changes drug, drug pricing. And I know, for example, President Trump is very interested in, in dropping drug costs. He had a recent announcement where he talked about ways he's going to do that. And one of the things that was discussed... Is this idea that these rebates that are paid by PBMs, paid to PBMs by uh, by drug companies, may be deemed to be an illegal kickback? So that might have a dramatic impact on drug costs. Uh, I know people in the insurance industries when I've spoken to them are not happy about that because they believe that it's impacting um, a contract law. But I'm not sure I agree with that statement. Um, but but those are some really simple ways that um, Amazon's already impacting directly the care of patients. Uh, it's even more interesting when you look at the the indirect effects. For example, uh, Amazon went out uh, I, because Amazon's going to come into the industry. Um, CVS, which already owned Caremark, uh, was looking to buy Aetna. Essentially, a pharmacy buying the health, buying a health insurer and controlling the entire value chain there. Cigna came out that they, and said that they want to buy Express Scripts for $67 billion, Express Scripts being a PBM. Uh, Walmart is saying that they want to buy Humana, which is another health insurer. The point being, it's going to be dramatic. The world is already looking different in the healthcare space. Uh, it's surprising and interesting to me that um, no one's really talked about buying hospitals so far. But uh, everyone's looking at outpatient facilities. Um, Aetna, for example, has its Minute Clinic. Uh, Humana has this, uh, will have access to the Walmart Care Clinics. And um, Walmart already has, for example, BillPack. So those could be very interesting in the future as well. Um and and again, we can put up a slide set that might explain some of this stuff as well. But um, but this is going to be interesting, and and we should probably stay in touch. And it's what what should be really important and interesting to note for a major is the fact that just because Amazon hasn't made its changes yet doesn't mean that Amazon's not coming. At this second, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I I was I was just seeing
0: in terms of being patient centric. How how would this affect? Yeah. Like, how would any move Amazon would make? Or is this actually? I think that might be a good topic for a different discussion. Uh, but are you are you talking anywhere at a conference? And you're, you're talking at the Integra Conference, aren't you, on the fourteenth?
1: Yeah. So I'm actually uh, talking about Amazonification uh, at the. I'm giving the keynote on Amazonification at the Integra Conference on uh, I believe it's June fourteenth and fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And I'm going to be talking about this, but I'm also going to be talking about what can pharmacists do to to address a world where Amazon has um, has dramatic influence. And and what should we be looking at? Should pharmacists just wait and then figure out what they do then? Or is it better to be prepared? What does preparedness preparedness look like? Um tune in let's do another podcast on that and talk about that a little bit further uh, if you
0: have any questions about the effect of amazon's pharmaceutical endeavors on your pharmacy or your pharmacy's general strategy please feel free to reach out to darshan kulkarni at kulkarni law uh, phone number is 215 uh, i sorry 215-948-8183 that's 215-948-8183 or on twitter at kulkarni law firm.com that's k-u-l-k-a-r-n-i law firm.com Well, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, guys.
2: Hey, Major Darshan. Thanks so much for your input to the Amazonification of healthcare. We now know today, which is July 2nd, 2018, that Amazon has purchased online pharmacy pill pack and the giant retailer needs to do more to catch the CVS, Walgreens type of organizations in this country's healthcare system. However, innovation, innovation in a business model is the only way community independently owned pharmacies are going to survive. It needs to happen internally. The NCPA and other associations need to start thinking much more 10 steps ahead strategically, and if it doesn't happen internally, from the inside out, then someone like Walgreens, someone like CVS, someone like Amazon, are already setting the stages for being performance-based. CVS and Walgreens have launched have launched networks designed to improve clinical outcomes for clients by holding participating pharmacies to performance measures and standards to be part of the improving of medication adherence. We know there's rising drug costs, and the current transition in healthcare from volume to value is going to require continual development and implementation of innovative solutions. Guess what? Organizations like Strand, David Pope's team, are doing stuff like this. We need to come together as a larger, coupled, unified organization. Part of the reason for the Pharmacy Podcast Network is to take a loud gong and megaphone of the voices of those who are innovating. That's the reason the network was created to give an additional platform for audio interviews to the marketplace. I encourage everyone listening that has ideas that would like to participate in this platform, in this pharmacy podcast platform, to join forces together. All these fractional podcasts that are out there are not helping us not helping us as, a, as an overall industry. We need to bring ideas together. We need to work together and support each other. That's the purpose of the network, to empower pharmacists, innovation, business ideas, business models. There's a plethora of organizations, knowledge, connections under this network that you could dig into. This isn't just about podcasting people. This is about unifying and doing things that have never been done before. And there are some very brilliant people out there who are standing alone, thinking that they're going to do it all by themselves, which is delusions of grandeur, in my opinion. Come together. Let's work together. If you're listening to this, you want to be a part of this, you want to be a part of the future of pharmacy, contact the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening the pharmacy podcast this is todd Yuri, and this is your pharmacy podcast network i thank you for listening
1: hey this is darshan thanks for listening in i really want to talk to you reach out to me on twitter i'm at at fda lawyers you can also find me on linkedin at darshan Kukarni. and if you want to find me any other way well start with twitter but you can always email me as well Darshan at conformlaw.com. Thanks for listening in. I'm really excited to hear from you.